My dear girl, there are some things that just aren't done, such as drinking Dom Perignon 53 above the temperature of 38 degrees Fahrenheit. That's as bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. Welcome back, agents, to another classified episode of Margaret Thatcher Templar Spy, where we look for all the fan wikis and franchise lore that'll leave you shaken, not stirred. The name's Law, James Law, and I'm joined by the least flattering figure ever to be squeezed into a bikini and draped across a film poster, Joel Franey. Oh, James. <laughs> Today, Joel is unknown. <laughs> I always I always like to disrupt you during these. <laughs> Today, Joel is unearthing the files on James Bond after a week on the wiki. And I can't imagine 007 comes out looking particularly heroic. I don't know what voice you're going for. It sort of just became generic movie trailer. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Um, but, but I don't want to judge because my Sean Connery kind of wavered in and out in a non-committal way. Yeah. This is, Welcome back, this is why we should to reverse. another classified episode of Margaret... I can't do a Sean Connery. <laughs> All right, Sailor Joe. <laughs> 50 years I spent on the ocean. <laughs> Welcome to Margaret Thatcher Center Spy. Uh, that's that's oh. what he sounds like, right? Yeah, I'm oh, close enough. I'm sure that won't make any Bond fans just weep silently into their martinis. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, you're not a you. Would we call you a Bond fan, James? Um, no. So I've seen some of them. I've seen some of the bad ones. I I think one of one of the first Bonds I ever saw was Quantum of Solace, which everyone thinks is um really terrible. Quantum of Solace, as far as I know, just no one thinks of it at all. Yeah. It's quite funny if you're like, the Daniel Craig Bonds, and they go, yeah, there's uh, Skyfall and Casino Royale and Spectre, and uh, and and I think that, that's it. Yeah. I don't think there's there was another one. There's a new one coming one, soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be four films he was in. And then you go, oh no, there's that other one with the terrible name. And they go, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I haven't actually seen Casino Royale, which is, a, which is weird, because that's like the... Like back in school, everyone like the first introduction to James I'm Bond. I'm going to say something that, make, that makes some people upset. Casino Royale is not a Bond movie. It's a Jason Bourne film. I don't know if it's a good Jason Bourne film. Yeah. What, no, what happens in it that, that makes it Jason Bourne? Is he just a bit too much it, action hero? Well, there's there's almost no gadgets. There's not that kind of goofiness to it. Right. Um. I'm not. I don't say that as like a Bond classicist. I have a lot of mixed feelings on the franchise. To be frank, I have a sort of weird relationship with it because growing up, I had a few VHSs of Bond movies in my home. Oh wow! The the main two being uh, from the Roger Moore era, The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. <laughs> ah, are they? What are they? Are they classed as high quality outings or i think i think spy who loved me is is seen as a decent one moonraker is seen as something of a of a bad time for bond so i i have seen that one i it's it's very science fiction so yeah i i to be clear i haven't i don't remember it like i saw it i know that there's a spaceship in it yep and does he like go underneath a big map of the world while there's a bunch of people talking or is that just that goldfinger i don't know oh, oh there might have been what i remember from that because i actually double checked the plan the guy's idea is to poison the entire world kill off humanity and then have like selective breeding stock <laughs> in his big satellite he wants to he go to then... space and th- but then when the poison disappears somehow i wasn't entirely clear on that uh he'll repopulate the earth with his special chosen few oh dear as what a plan. I don't know... In how long that's... are they doing that? Like This guy's like an old man, right? The, the Bond villain? 
Most of them are, yeah. So, like, what's his... Is his plan to, like, go to space for, like, what? Question mark years. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if he's thought it through, but... No, some some of the plans are just bizarre in Bond films. I actually looked up some because they are just some incredibly dumb ones. Spy Who Love Me is not dissimilar to that. It has a weirdly, like, similar premise. About a guy trying to prompt nuclear war while hiding his... <laughs> Uh, chosen few on a big uh, underwater uh, <laughs> uh, on a big underwater city that he's built and then when the nuclear war's over he'll come up how how deep underwater is this like i can't imagine is he is he just one of those guys who just wants world domination as like his his general like life goal because that, i guess that, so as villains I, go that's fine like i i can I, take that well the problem with that is is that Doing it via nuclear war, I'm not sure there's much world left to rule. Well, you've got your underwater world now. But then again, if you can make your underwater world, then like, I don't know, you've got a banging tourist attraction. But what tourists? Everyone's dead. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying don't do nuclear war. Instead, just build a nice underwater city. Yeah, I mean, this isn't even the dumbest one. I still think the stupidest one belongs to Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay, tell me about Tomorrow Uh, Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies was a uh, Pierce Brosnan vehicle. The villain is called Elliot Carver, a corrupt media mogul, unlike all those, you know, upstanding citizen... (laughs) (laughs) Most media moguls I know are very good lads. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're... You know, surely Rupert Murdoch is, if nothing, the best among us. Uh, Elliot Carver is attempting to provoke a war between China and the UK. Right. So, because he has exclusive news rights in China and it will be good for his media Oh, network. come on. So, so wait, he wants China to beat... Basically, it, in the model of if it bleeds, it leads, he wants to provoke a global war between two major superpowers. For, like, for like clout and coverage? Yeah, because he's got exclusive rights uh, to certain there, stuff in China. There are other newsworthy things. Well, yes. Like, I mean, you don't... It also, if you're already... Like, that's, that's what I don't understand about, like, I don't know, super wealthy villains in... in films and shit i guess it's i guess they do this in real life as well to be fair like you're already you're already loaded you don't need to be you don't need to be causing wars but then again i i guess that's <laughs> i guess jeff bezos just went to space so i, I have oh no... god what if he ends up poisoning the planet well exactly please? yeah maybe maybe that's his goal uh, you fool <laughs> you fools all my select humanity are living on my penis shaped spaceships <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. The final plan of Amazon. That's the thing. Like, I was trying. I was trying to say how like bizarre and absurd it is that these villains are already super wealthy and they still they still act like villains. But then I realised that that's just actually just that, that's just what people. That's what that's what they do. I feel though, to be honest, if a real billionaire does try to become a villain, it would look more pathetic than intimidating. Yeah. Like, you know, like certain people I could Elon Musk, I mean, mention. Well, he wants to uh, be like a he wants to be like an Iron Man hero, right? Yeah, and that's not going great either. No. I mean, I I feel like 10 years from now he is going to try and kill everyone in a kind of the world mocked me. But usually that happens when you're like a child and underrated, <laughs> not when you are a billionaire. You are, you are a billionaire a who is 50. Like yeah. <laughs> You all made fun of me when I tried to give flamethrowers to five-year-olds. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, we did. Don't so, know how you're rich, but you are. Bond villains are all... Well, it's... Um...
Very uh, oh yeah, well, I'd not get into that. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Um, get it, getting musky with James Law and Joffrey. <laughs> getting musky. Though speaking of, you know, interesting characters, I was looking at James Bond himself, because obviously there is no exact set thing for Bond, what with each film kind of, or each actor sort of being their own entity that are just vaguely similar in general though not a great guy like well no the, and, the one and, thing i think of when i think of james bond is sex pest yes later films have tried to address this um to varying degrees of success mm. mainly little uh, <laughs> i think there's a brosnan one where m calls him a misogynist and that's the only time it's brought up and then brilliant uh, he just continues to act the same way <laughs> for the rest of the film fantastic so clearly it didn't really sink in um, no I guess, like, when your boss tells you anything, you don't want to listen, but... Well, well the thing is... And obviously he's not bond... really an HR department. <laughs> he probably shot them all or yeah. slept with them. It could be either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the home office, I guess. Sorry, was him. Well, the Bond of the books is sort of odd, because I have read a couple of Bond books. Right. Which were, interestingly enough, now we look back on them as sort of classics of the thriller genre. But at the time, they were kind of derided by critics. They were viewed as uh, sort of airport trash. Oh, really? People don't like yeah, it? Yeah, sec- sex and violence, basically, like, with no message. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Well, yeah, but the bond <laughs> of those is not charismatic, and I don't think he's meant to be. Well, he's a spy, isn't he? He's meant to be kind of nasty. Right. He's, he's kind of, like, cold and cruel, if you see what I mean. Yeah, like, he doesn't yeah. Ha- he doesn't have, like... The suave charm, yeah, the, the sweet charisma do. of like, don't worry, I'll I'll stop the baddies. Yeah, he's just sort of this ice thug. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I guess that is what like a, a super spy like James Bond like that's how he, he would have would to be, be a right? bit of a psychopath. Wouldn't yeah, you, you, you've got to be a huge piece of shit. He's a mass murderer. Like he is, he just kills people like it's nothing. Is absolutely fucking wild. Like, well, interest- it, doesn't, it doesn't really stand to reason that he'd be a well-adjusted, charismatic guy like who looks like Daniel Craig. Well, I believe it in the extent where, I don't know, maybe he's like the kind of sociopath who just knows how to act, but doesn't buy any of it. Yeah. Like, this will get me what I want, you tiny bags of organs that mean nothing <laughs> to me. Yeah. But the bond of the books is just kind of a terrifying person. He has some amazing quotes about him. It says, here's his daily routine. This is a direct quote from the Fleming books. Elastic office hours are around 10 to 6. Lunch generally in the canteen. Evening spent playing cards in the company of a few close friends or at Crockford's. Or making love with rather cold passion to one of three similarly disposed married women. <laughs> oh, before you mentioned that, I, I was about to be like, oh, that seems alright, you know? And, and then it just carries on with weekends playing golf for high stakes at one of the clubs near London. And it's like, you can't slip that in the middle. <laughs> he's just having an affair with, like, three different people. It's like, he's, it seems quite chill, you know. He, he, it kind of paints him as sort of a normal dude until then. I he, think that he was the... in the canteen. Does James Bond in the movies have was, a fucking canteen? The, I think that was the intention of the original, uh, like books that bond was more kind of ordinary and unassuming yeah he just also had these like scary skill set that came out when he needed to yeah um he's also uh, a drug user what kind of drugs it's got a list here moonraker the book sees bond consume a quantity of the amphetamine benzedrine accompanied Ooh. by champagne <laughs> accompanied by champagne 
Brilliant. Uh, what does he, he does he like? Why why is he why is he on benzos? <laughs> he does it in Moonraker for fun, basically. Ah. He's just at a club. He has it with a drink, right? And then he uses it for stimulation on missions, such okay. as swimming across Shark Bay and Live and Let Die. I want that to see that. That is something that. that you would do when you're on a cocktail of amphetamines. To be fair. <laughs> I, I don't think he did it because he was stoned. I think it was just like, I'm going to need some energy to avoid the sharks of Shark Bay. <laughs> Though, can you imagine that in sort of the Brosnan era? Just, hi, I'm I'm James Bond. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go. So we're across Shark Bay. All right, we're going to go, going to go. Shark, shark. It's just on. I would, I would like to see it like shot like one of those films where they try and depict what it's like to be on drugs. <laughs> with like all these weird screen transitions and like loopy filters. But it, it appears he may have a limit, or maybe this was just something else. Uh, in Devil May Care, Bond was offered raw opium to smoke, but in order to keep his senses sharp for his mission, he politely refused. Oh, that's good. He does seem like I, an opium guy, actually. It, it is that era, isn't it? Mm. Actually, no, it's a bit post that era. Opium was more of a Victorian thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I just think he's the sort of guy who would you know, have a favourite as well. Like, I like his shaken, not stirred thing. He's very particular. So yes, maybe he that... only likes the raw stuff. Well, that is a drink he invented, it turned out. The yeah, that's what I've, I've heard that. You're not supposed to shake it at all. That, that's pointless. That's his That's his take on it. Uh, he calls it the Vesper after a girlfriend. Brilliant. Of course he does. No, but uh, one thing I like is that there's a weird way, because I sort of hate that Bond is, is like this idealised British like the British that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's very um, polite but hyper competent and uh yeah. you know, a hero who saves the lives of the innocent. The Which the is British that I... we that like a lot of people would like to believe exists. Yeah, the British that's on the cover of GQ, not that you actually walk past in the street. <laughs> yeah. Um which is why I like this one distinction in the books that Bond hates tea. Does he? Oh that's good. He calls it mud and blames it for the downfall of the British Empire. <laughs> oh, wait, so James Bond's a fan of the British Empire? Of course he is, man. <laughs> it's fucking... He works for the government in order to keep their interests oh, Okay, yeah, actually, that's completely true. He instead prefers to drink coffee, preferably Blue Mountain Jamaican coffee. Oh, lovely. Oh, he's Another thing where he's got a very particular favourite. I like Blue 60- Mountain Jamaican coffee. And sixty cigarettes a day, which is 60? why he's the, six zero. The pi- which is why, yeah. Which How is, why is he able to do anything? Yeah, I know, right? He I'm just like runs after villain. like a like a henchman <laughs> who's like stolen his stolen his wallet or something, and he's just completely exhausted after ten steps out of sixty. He is pretty viceful. Is this booked, Bond? Yes, this is not, all booked. Not, Bond. not Daniel Craig. Well, Daniel Craig, honestly, is probably the Bond that's maybe most close to the book version because he's a bit jaded, isn't he? he? Yeah, he's kind of a psychopath in that as well. But uh, I, I want to clarify here. Bond is a franchise that is aging terribly. I think we can agree on. Yeah, they, they've tried to like update it somewhat in, in various ways that have not worked that well. But like, I don't know. It's di- yeah, much I mean, more difficult to modernise. Like in the way the, that the, you can modernise Sherlock Holmes stories because it's just a detective. Yeah, but the, the, the basic ethics of Bond are so dodgy. Yeah. And <laughs> just, just on so bored. many levels as well. First just, of all, like, he is a creepo. Second of all, he's a big murderer. Third of all, he's like... An imperialist. Well, an imperialist. Yeah. Like, and in order, if you change that much, you're just proper like... You're ship of Theseus-ing James Bond to the point where... like, I mean, 
now it's just Jason Bourne, I guess. Yeah, I, the the new one had um, a, a sort of tried to address this with a plot arc about surely the 007 agent is irrelevant and what we've got is this giant uh, surveillance network. I don't know if that's better, but I guess it would be more efficient in yeah. terrible, you know, post- privacy infringement. But then it gets hacked and corrupted oh, uh, no. by a villain. So Bond the, has to step in. And I was just there going, yeah, because, you know, a secret agent was never turned to dark, <laughs> turned against the people they work for. Yeah. No such thing as a double agent to this movie. Are there no double agents? Does James Bond never, like, pretend to double agent he surely he does like he pretends to be on the side of the of the sexy lady and then he betrays them or whatever yeah there'll there'll be bits where he's pretending to be someone else in the movie golden eye there is 006 played by sean bean who turns out to be a, a villain played by sean bean so 006 is like what the one before 007 who like it... well they're, they're just all it's just different code names oh uh, so, okay so oh, wait no so 006 exists at the same time yeah, yeah, it starts with them doing a mission together. Oh, uh, okay. I should watch um, more Bond films. Actually, no, I shouldn't. I can't talk. I don't know, man. Like, what? Watch them as pieces of history and take what fun you can out of them because, you know, the more and more time passes, the more there is just... You sort of suck <laughs> air through your teeth. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, at least, in a weird way, the books might be more morally viable because bond in that is meant to be a psychopath yeah he's not so, i mean i guess he is technically the good guy but like if, if he's if he's specifically written as this huge piece of shit guy then i mean that makes more sense than i guess i don't know with the films they he's definitely unambiguously you're supposed to root for him oh yeah he's he's always the hero in in the movies yeah um there's not a lot of moral complexity to it it's sort of why i like uh roger moore as the mm. Bond most, because he did not take the character seriously. He played him almost as comedy. Which ones? Which ones is he in? He's Moonraker and The Spy Who Loved Me. Ah. Uh, he looks. He almost looks like the most sort of an over-the-top Bond in just his appearance. Um, and I love that when someone sort of objected to him, was like, "You're not taking Bond seriously. You're playing him as a joke." Roger Moore said, this, this is a spy, a secret agent, and the first thing he does whenever he goes anywhere is announce his real name in a memorable way. How he could does. I take him seriously? He does. <laughs> Which is probably the right perspective to take. Yeah. I guess, I, guess, I mean, to be fair to the series, like, it, it, you're not, you've got to have a strong protagonist in, in order to... <laughs> In order to have that, I guess you gotta you gotta make him a, a consistent guy. But I don't know, man. Yeah, it may just be time for it to end, or maybe just time lock it in the sixties so you can change a bunch of other stuff without stopping it feeling like Bond. I don't I don't know what to do. Make him like regenerate like Doctor Who, and just <laughs> it kind of like... does, doesn't he? Right, that's true, actually. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like you could you could very well, much. Maybe that's maybe that's the crossover we need. <laughs> The two, the two last surviving pieces of British pop culture merge. <laughs> no, the three. It'll be them combining with Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> Top Gear is so James Bond. Avengers Assemble! Bam, bam, bam. The next James Bond is going to be fucking Richard Hammond. <laughs> oh no! 
Well, they still won't make it Idris Elba, which annoys me, because he would be good in the role. He would be good, but, I mean, I don't know, he's... <laughs> but then maybe, maybe... I think he's, he's better than he that, just... I don't know. Yeah, maybe he does just deserve better at this point than to play, you know, a aggressive character like that. And but yeah, I, I do... they are making, like, not all of the, not all the films are based on the books, right? There's... No, no, there, there's some that are, like, their own creations, there's some that take, like, very small elements but are kind of their own thing like you could feasibly write a good bond film like if if like i don't know if a new director or writer with a new direction came along and was like i'm gonna take james bond and i'm gonna fuck him up and yeah i'd put, I'd put, put it like well, Idris with it or they could they think about tom hiddleston right is that is that what's is the word that, that's bond? floated around for a while um i don't know like craig still got the role but he looks more and more tired and miserable every time you see him in those. Yeah, and then I saw him in Knives got... Out, and he looked—he looks like he was yeah, having a fucking great time. Yeah, keep him in that. He's having fun in that one. He's that just there, said, like I, solving I mysteries. Never, well, I never will get over the fact that Craig has a mouth like a cat's ass, but that is a discussion <laughs> for another time. Um, before we get onto two truths and a lie, I have one thing to show you. Okay. Uh, again, this is the problem we ran into last time with Rufus. Um, ah yes where visuals don't necessarily carry over onto podcasts but i need your reaction on this uh in the movie i assume you've heard of octopussy (laughs) yes i've i've heard of octopussy i don't i've got a lot of questions about that but continue okay well the she is the leader of something called the octopus cult right uh and they have a logo now with something like this, you expect something that looks ancient or stylized or very, like, simple and cool. Something you could get on, like, a signet ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have sent you a link to the actual image that is their logo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking octopus with little googly eyes. In the, Yeah, in the most, like, 70s, 60s tie-dye colours imaginable. Oh, God, it is. It looks like shit clip art. It really does. It's a clip art. That's amazing. Oh, thank you, Octopussy, with your octopus cult. What did the octopus cult do? Oh, who cares, man? <laughs> it's... They're, they're helping the villain. Okay. Or, uh, they're, like, affiliated. They're a smuggling ring, basically. Oh, boring. But Octopussy leads on to something I was going to talk about, which is our two truths and a lie for this week. Lovely. Because if there's one thing Bond is known for, beyond all the other terrible stuff he's known for... It's his sexual exploits, isn't it? Well, yes. And more specifically, love interests or femme fatales with just terrible innuendo names. <laughs> right, yeah. So Octopus, he's I one don't... of them. Yeah. Well, I don't really see the point in this, to be honest. I don't get why that's good. Uh, I mean, it's good, I mean for even... the, it's good for like the 45-year-old man in the audience who's like... <laughs> Is it funny? No, like, it's not. Well, it's no not funny, but that. like, huh? No one, but no one's ever called these things. It's it, it's so like it's, over the top. It's not like they're called like bend over like or something. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that would not be the case for another reason that is another time, <laughs> which, which you know, another reason that Bond's still trapped in the distant past. But um, make Bond gay. Yeah, I mean, why not? And make uh, the Bond boy be called Bend Over. Don't don't do that. It's. <laughs> That's probably just best left alone. As a... <laughs> uh, but for that reason, our two truths and a lie this week are a trio of Bond girls, as they're often Bond girls, yes. called, 
who have names that should not be the case. Wonderful. All right, tell me, tell me the the names of these of these lovely ladies. <clears throat> Rosy lips. Rosy lips. Okay, I can see that. Xenia on a top. <laughs> okay. And Holly Goodhead. <laughs> I put that one last purely because I knew you'd enjoy it the most. Right, so tell me a bit about... we got rosy lips. Yep. On the top. No, Xenia on a top. Xenia... <laughs> Xenia on a top. And Goodhead. Holly Goodhead. Holly Goodhead. All right, tell Any me about... Any of these names leaping out at you. Um, tell me about Holly Goodhead. So Holly Goodhead is Moonraker. Really? Yes. Is she, she like is the Moonraker's love... subordinate, or is she just she a is girl the, who helps? She is the love interest. She is a an operative for the CIA who works with Bond. Right, and this is her real name, not her, like, spy yep. name. It is her real name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and, yeah, and... basically because... Uh, the Moonraker plot happens in, in mostly in America. Uh, when Bond is investigating it, he gets a CIA partner paired up with him. And right, that's okay. Holly Goodhead. <laughs> okay, and, and then they, they get together at some point during the film, I assume. Yes, uh, they end... <laughs> the movie ends with them in the uh, space station, which they've now taken over. Um Bond suggests that they can land at any, you know, place they need to. But Holly begs Bond to take her around the world one more time. Oh, gosh. Uh, and <laughs> and they circle the planet while having sex. Disgraceful. All right. Xenia? Uh, <laughs> Tell me about Xenia. Xenia is a villain. Uh, not the main villain, but a kind of assassin femme fatale for, right. for the main villain. In uh, the movie Goldeneye, she is a Russian uh, assassin who has a s- something called sexual sociopathy, which means that she enjoys killing people in erotic ways. No. Sorry, what movie was this in? Goldeneye, the film. Goldeneye. Okay, I, I've not watched Goldeneye. So, so, <laughs> so there's a real condition. They call it that. I don't know if it's a real condition. Is, is it, yeah, I, I've never met anyone who's been diagnosed with it, but. Um, you know, maybe it's a rare one. And so, what, both, what, what are these erotic <laughs> ways which she likes to kill people? Well, it'll often just come down to her like seducing men, having sex with them, and then killing them. Oh, like, that's uh, There's a lot of her like wrapping her legs around someone to break their neck. Yeah, oh, I, I, you know what? I, I'd hoped for better. I, I, this is why this is a podcast that my family listens to, so I'm not going to be talking at length about other uh, better ideas that i have but i don't know i just feel like she could do better you know she's got uh, she's got a lot of um you know i don't know that there are there are more there are more risque ways you could do it but i guess if this came out in um in golden eye yeah i mean golden eye was not an early one oh, this okay. was a, a pierce brosnan movie <laughs> right so this was 90s and does she try to seduce bond and yep, kill him he, he recognizes that she's tried to murder him and pushes her off ah uh, wow that's not they like have him. a few they have a few fights over the course of the movie and then she dies near the end oh well good good for her and finally we've got rosy lips yes which is just excellent 
like Lip, lips is spelt with a z oh is it um, I, not not two p's l-i-p-z oh god again not a name but i don't know is lips is lips a name lips. it's the one i could be, i could believe it more than on a top or goodhead i can believe goodhead the most i genuinely Mate. think there are people called goodhead Oh, maybe. It, I guess it's within the context of this film franchise that you look at it with suspicion. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, I know what you're doing here. Exactly. Um, no, I'm pretty sure... I feel like there are people in the world called Goodhead. There is definitely no one called Lips. That, like... Rosie, I can see. That's a name. But they were obviously like, oh, what's a girl's name that we can make into a, a sexy thing? Uh, <sighs> Rosie Lips. All right. So what's which one's she in? Uh, she's in The Living Daylights. I've never uh, heard of that is... one. Yeah, that was a uh, an old in betweeny one. That uh, was that Timothy Dalton. I'm not sure. Um, in betweeny she... one. Yeah, like one of the Bonds who had like one film. Oh right, uh, okay. Who were they? Uh, she is. Say again. Who who are the like, Bonds that had one film? That... Yeah, like Timothy Timothy Dalton was one of them. They don't do that. Oh, yeah, to be fair, they've had Craig for a while. I guess they don't want to do that, do they? Not anymore. They want to build a franchise out of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, so she was the daughter of the uh, American ambassador to England. Right. Um, Bond has to protect her from assassins because her dad betra- uh, is working for the villain and betrays him. So he sends a thing going like, I'm going to kill your daughter. So Bond oh, is sort of put on bodyguard duty while he investigates. I would personally not put Bond on bodyguard duty uh, with, uh, on any any woman because no we know what he's like well yeah you imagine he'd get distracted to say the least well, and, that, uh, that, yeah and and most likely act unprofessionally very unprofessionally um and i assume that's what he does in this in this movie of course uh to rosy they ha- lips <laughs> they have a they have a moment together uh, halfway through the film and then again at the end james bond is a real fucking piece of work isn't he to say the least, yes. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I just... So any of these names feel unreal to you? I think Xenia on a top feels the most unreal to me. I don't know do you what want, it is. Do you, want, uh, do you want a spelling of it? Yes, please. So Xenia, I know that's not the important one, is X-E-N-I-A. I think it's Russian. She is Russian. Yeah. But I don't know if it's a real name. On a top, O-N-A... T O double P, just to be a bit less obvious. Ah, yes, of course. So, like, what? I don't know. This is again. I don't really believe it, but because on a top is very, very stupid. But also, I, I do not feel like I you mean, would have made it. This up. is the franchise that had Pussy Galore. Oh God, they did, didn't? They? Yeah, I knew that one existed. That <laughs> is that first name Pussy, sec- like, like surname Galore. Yeah, though I think it is meant to be. I don't know if it's her real name because in that movie she runs a circus or like a uh, like a performance group, so it may just be a stage name. Still, is she? Is, does she know? Is she mates with Octopussy? I I don't know. They they may go to the same like coffee shop or something. <laughs> be on the same chat rooms. <laughs> yeah. All right, and see, I don't. I also don't think you would have made up the, the first name Zenya. Uh, I, I like. I mean, personally, I wouldn't have. Well, all, the problem is, all these names are kind of sexist and regressive. So either way, I've sort of landed yeah. myself in the shit. Yeah, whichever one it is, 
you, you're definitely the bad guy. <laughs> whichever, whichever one it is, I'm getting a timeout. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to say the lie is rosy lips. I hope it is you're, because the other two are much more entertaining. You're committing to rosy lips. I'm committing to ro- <laughs> I'm committing to rosy lips. Damn it! You got it right. Okay. Well, I mean that's good though. I mean, you know what? Mate, I was tempted to make it rosy cheeks, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if that was pushing it too far. I, I would have, I would have kept that in because that was very funny. But also, if this is like in one of the older Bonds, they weren't as into cheeks. Uh, oh wait, you mean oh, like yeah. face cheeks? Well, either way. But either, yeah, I mean either way, they they wouldn't have been into like I, I don't know. Back back in those days, they weren't into butts as much as um as much as the, the modern the modern man. Didn't you, weren't you the one just complaining that your parents listened to this? <laughs> the modern man, not me. Are you, are you not the modern man? No, I'm. I'm very not modern. I'm very traditionalist. Actually, I love yeah, James Bond. <laughs> uh. Loves James Bond, sexism, and sixty cigarettes a day. Yeah. You heard it here, James's <laughs> parents. Exactly. Oh god. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Also, like, I, I was a little bit confused because you were defending, um, you're defending Zenya on a top, quite strongly, and I thought, well, maybe he's getting defensive on. On me calling his name shit. Was I defending? Maybe, that? maybe he's made it up. I, I mean, I will do that sometimes to try and throw you off. <laughs> yeah. Well, all, all, all's fair in love, war, and two truths and the lie. Exactly. Well, that was fun. Uh, yeah, I, I hate him. I, <laughs> I hate. That's this probably man. that's probably the right modern response. This is one of those characters if they exist in real life would just be arrested for so many crimes. Yeah. Although to be fair though, it could be like a commentary on our modern society that even a man who's as proven menace as uh, James Bond, he's in a position of power, so he doesn't get doesn't get uh, receive any any punishment or any action for it. I'm sure that's what we're supposed to take from. Them. Yes, that's that's what they were thinking of when they made it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, you can check us out before the next episode uh, at our social media. You can follow at Ten Plus Bycast at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You, uh, can. you can follow James at James MacLaw, and can. you can follow me at Major Bondage. Um... <laughs> oh, that's another thing as well. Yeah, well, before we were gonna record this episode, Joel said, <laughs> "Joel said you feel like getting into some bondage tomorrow after work." It, I did mean that as a joke. Which I to me, you'd... well, I know you meant it as a joke, but I'd forgotten what the next episode was gonna be on, <laughs> and I uh... <laughs> finally he admits his real feelings. So. uh... I I knew that he was not actually meaning that. Yes, but... I was Zenya on a top the entire time, <laughs> James. But... I was Fampka Jansen all along. Oh gosh! But anyway, next next time we're going to keep it a bit more PG, I think. No. Um, well, actually, no. I'm going to find as little PG as about about this next franchise as I possibly can on the wiki. Um, I'm going to be going into the Elder Scrolls wiki, which is, uh, you know, if you if you played your your Skyrim's, your Oblivion, yeah, your Fusrodars, your Morrowinds, um, and I'm going to be yeah looking around, meeting the Daedric princes, and in Get general just having out. a grand old time. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Well, until then, well. we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye bye. Lovely. Oh, I can't believe you thought I was actually going to get you into bondage <laughs> you know i don't approve of sex people